This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X-Series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max-out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X-Series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional-grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alon Fong. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Elon Fong. Uh, welcome to Behind the Curtain. I'm very excited about today's guest, a very fascinating and unique guest. Uh, Behind the Curtain, let me explain, is a podcast about the adult nightclub industry, strip club industry, as we try and peel back the curtain and show you what a legitimate business it can be, uh, some of the great operators, and and take you a little bit behind the fantasy, as well as show you the unique personalities and and really cool, pe- fascinating people that we have in the industry. Today's guest is no exception. I got a really cool guest for you. Uh, my guest hails from Detroit, Michigan. His name is Dan Diamond. Uh, Dan has had a career spending over 30 years as a spoken word and vocalist, DJ, and producer. He's uh, been at the top of his game, a veteran of Tech House, pioneer of UK rave culture. He's got a super hot track called Speed Trials on Acid with Fat Boy Slim and Carl Cox. Are you kidding me? Mm. And let me tell you something. The reviews have been great. Spotify included it in the cover of New Music Friday Crate Diggers. He's been backed by BBC One Radio uh, Radio's Mm -hmm. Pete Tong. Great press from Forbes, DJ Mag, Billboard, Mix Mag, all magazines of which I am reporting DJ. And his unique, raw, and honest approach to vocals is absolutely unique and stands out in a crowded EDM world. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan Diamond. Hey, how you all doing out there? <laughs> There's the <laughs> hey, big I want to tell you, I, I want to tell you too, um, the Carl Cox thing, the, the, I heard you reading out, that's awesome. But I, some more promo for that. Um, when Speed Trials was, was released, um, it, it was Carl Cox's highest number it broke a, it broke a million plays it was his highest record of all time that's awesome that's yeah that's bro- awesome. It bro- i i got that too I, I couldn't believe it it was awesome that's awesome real quick all of the what's hot 
uh, podcast can be found on all major streaming platforms or go to www.whatshotitsc.com. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Diamond is a fascinating dude. We're going to get into all sorts of things from his uh, start in the strip club industry to his current life, which is really cool and unique. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Let me start off with how did you end up in the strip club industry? Because you are definitely strip club related. He's not just a, right. he's a real strip club person. That's what brought him in here to begin with. I've uh, always been a fan of uh, strip clubs. And then I wrote that damn song, Titty Dancer. <laughs> My girlfriend is a dancer. And after after Titty Dancer blew up, I started touring Titty Dancer. And then the owner said to me, can you DJ? I was like, well, yeah, I can DJ. And then that's what got me into that eight hours a day, you know, running 60 girls, you know, rotation, dealing with the house moms, dealing with the valets and doing what we do as a job. You Absolutely. Go. You know, so Titty Dancer came out in 2007. That is a st- strip club staple. It's a strip club mm. anthem. If you mm. haven't heard it, it's on sp- iTunes. It's on Spotify. You can go find it. Look it up under Dan Diamond. Uh, great track. A lot of fun. That's how I got introduced to you musically. And then a couple years later, I met you. You were hosting uh, Sex Palooza, I think, here mm-hmm. in Columbus, Ohio. Got to meet you there. And then we've interacted online somewhat here and there through uh, the Panda Group, which is Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association in the Panda Forum and so on and so forth. Um how did you get into DJing to start? Now you're from Detroit and a lot of people, yeah. so he's big in the techno rave scene. And a lot of people don't understand, uh, before it blew up in the two thousands, EDM was very much underground EDM. I'm going to use techno house EDM all as the same thing, just because we don't, I don't know what generation is listening right now. So <laughs> forgive me, all you old school people will be like, that's not EDM. Um, but it started in Detroit and Chicago house really did uh, in a lot of ways. So talk to me about how you got into EDM uh, text dance music house in Detroit. I, I start, I started doing rave parties with my boy Pac-Man and I love, I love him like a brother. He, he's, he's, he's something special to me, man. We've been together for a while and um, he took me to my first rave and I heard techno music. I heard Richie Houghton. I heard Richie Houghton, man. And I was blown. I was blown away. Remember plastic man. Remember that? Yes. So I, I heard that he he's the one that turned me on to that. Okay. Um, I didn't. Re- I wasn't DJing in Detroit per se. I was doing um, bars like called like uh, uh, hip shakers, like where you know open format, okay. tootsie roll. I didn't really start DJing uh, nightclubs till I moved to Las Vegas. But um, that's what got me into it, like with, with techno and stuff, was uh, those rave parties. Now, Detroit, you said that I know you also were involved in the hip hop scene. So like mm. such a mashup of 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 styles of music, mm-hmm. especially in the underground club culture, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like it is now very homogenized and like one club's hip hop, one club's house, one club's rock. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how it was back back in the day in Detroit. You know, back in the day, man, when I was a full time engineer, um, I was always I was in love with hip hop first, uh, especially Detroit hip hop. Um, and so I was producing music. I was selling beats in like 97. I sell beats for 250 a pop. Okay. And then uh, after that, um, I created a group called Super Glue. And then uh, I went out, uh, Mikey Clark, who's the producer of the Insane Clown Posse and Kid Rock. Okay. He heard my record way back. I'm talking great Malenko days. And he, <laughs> he hit me up and it was like a God calling. And he said, do you want to go on the road with ICP and open up for him? Dude, listen to this story. My first show was at the Fox Theater in Detroit, Michigan, opening up for ICP. That's insane. It was they 5,000 fans. They pack. They always pack it up. Oh, okay? yeah. 
Violent J, before I knew him, he came up to me. He said this to me. He said, listen, man. He goes, I, I love your music. He said, um, if they start throwing quarters from the upper deck, he goes, and they hit your head, he goes, you might just want to just run off stage. <laughs> now, Violent J told me this. And keep in mind, the jugglers don't know my music. Right. We, right. we didn't release no CDs. We didn't. There was no internet. So I went out there and I, I did my hip hop shit. I was a rapper. That's awesome. And, um, and Valenjay came back. He's like, dude, you killed it. He goes, you, you want to go on the rest of the road? I said, oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> Good looking out, Jay. <laughs> right. I got to open up for the Insane Clown Posse, my own rap music. And um, that right there alone for me, like, was, dude, man, like, opening up for ICB, yeah, man. Insane. I was like, and, and during the Great Malenko, when they were just got dropped off Disney, they that, right. that record went platinum. Yeah, big time. They were like. Yeah, so um, it it, it uh, I, I did some shows with them, and then after that, I ended up working for Psychopathic Records for, oh man, I, I did the gathering, I hosted the okay. gathering, I, I did their infomercials. I, I and wow, I love those guys. I right. love ICP and I love Mikey Clark without a doubt. Very cool. Yep. So let me let me back up a little bit. What artist started your love for music? Like it could be anybody. It could be rock. It could be hip hop. I don't know. Like when you were a kid or whenever, when you whatever artist you heard and you went. Ding, the light went off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like when I was playing with my drum machine, dude, I, I'm going to keep it simple. One artist that wrote house music was Armand Van Helden. Oh, yeah. Armand, yeah. Armand Van Helden. And the reason why I liked his music so much is because, you know, he always filtered those bass sounds, especially mm -hmm. on Spin Spin Sugar and like mm -hmm. all that stuff. And he had a hard kick because he was a hip hop producer before he wrote house. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone took him to a rave and then he goes, oh, I can do this. And then look what he, you know, look, you know. Dude, his his baseline on the remix of Spin Spin Sugar is probably my favorite baseline of all time. That do, 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 do. Yes, do, that's do, what do, I'm talking do, about. Do, so. Yeah. And you can kind of, like, remember those baselines? Uh, people call them uh, Speed Garage. You mm -hmm. know, they mm -hmm. in Detroit, it was called Speed Garage or whatever. It was it was just a longer baseline. And um, so Armand Van Helden was like the witch doctor. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the stuff that made me go. Yeah, almost tribal and, beats. Yeah, yeah, and um, fast forward to last year, mm -hmm. um, I'm in the green room with Fatboy Slim mm -hmm. and Claptone, and I see Armand Van Helden walk up to Fatboy Slim, like like we're talking right now. Right, I I don't even care. I start shaking. I'm like, oh my god, it's <laughs> fucking Armand Van Helden, right? And um, so I didn't talk to him. Like I didn't. I didn't. Uh, he. I. You know, Fatboy Slim introduced us. It was awesome. It was such an honor. And then. So when I had some drinks, I went downstairs. I had to go tell him how much of a fan I am. Awesome. I said, I said, yo, I said, dude, I just got to tell you. I said, I'm such a, I said, I love your music, man. I'm such a fan. And he goes, dude, he goes, would you shut the fuck up? He goes, do you know who you are? And I go, no. <laughs> I go, but I don't care. I go, you're on my behalf. And this is what he said to me. He goes, I told him I was, this is what I said. I go, you're on my Van Helden and you're, you're flying all the world. You got everything. He goes, you're Dan Diamond and you're you're uh, with strip clubs and you're making the dopest fucking vocals ever. He goes, you're creating the music at the highest frequency. I yeah. cried. I That's cried. Dope, not not in front dope, of my I took a mushroom. I had a mushroom. So I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You might have cried. You just don't know. But but it was so cool to hear him say that because oh, he yeah. knew about the strip club stuff with me. Yeah. And he found that more cooler than me being a DJ in the EDM world. Right. I've the, heard that a lot. I've heard similar yes, stories. Right. <laughs> Everybody wants he, to be in the strip club until right. it's time to be in the strip club. <laughs> the respect I get from like the industry guys, 
mm-hmm. is because I'm not trying to be an EDM DJ and ask them for gigs. I'm a, I'm an artist, you know? Yeah. So they recognize that. Yeah. I, I, and, and, and they love me and I love them. And I, I got the respect and, and that's, that's just, I'm grateful for that. You know? Absolutely. So yeah. uh, what drove you? So well, let me go back. So, so Titty Dancer sort of led you to becoming a DJ, right? That's what led you to, into the strip clubs. Yeah. You could say that in the strip club. Absolutely. It was, um, when I would uh, go perform at a strip club back in those days, when Titty Dancer came out, my God, my God, yeah. um, I would get on a plane. I'd fly to a strip club in Arizona, Jersey, or wherever. Um, I would get paid one lump sum. I would get a hotel room. And I was like the Justin Timberlake strip clubs. With blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> Boy, it, listen, <laughs> listen, man. I had some I'm good times. Sexy man. back. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I, it was one song. I know it's one awesome. song, and um, I, I even took it as far as Titty Dancer. I uh, performed in Russia. Wow! I flew, yeah, I flew over to Russia, and I performed Titty Dancer on New Year's Eve in Vladivostok at the wow. end of the Trans Siberian Railroad. Very really cool. cool, really cool, and it was packed. I was like tripping out, and I had to do <laughs> one song. Yeah, one song. Titty That's Dancer cool. is the. It, it will never stop. No, it will never stop. Never stop. It still holds up today, man. I'll tell you that right now. It uh, does. How did you then? What? What? Uh, so you were producing and engineering already. Yeah. Um, so you produce your own beats. What sort mm-hmm. of led you to the spoken word thing? So you said you've rapped. I'm sure you've sang. What? What yeah. ended up sort of driving you in that direction, which has become your signature? Going to Las Vegas, seeing how they do a house club. Me being from Detroit, kind of being this like disgruntled kid, you know. And me telling Vegas that the way they do shit is is whack. So I did a vocal. <laughs> I did a vocal and Peace Division. Uh, well, actually, no. Keeping it real, Sonder Kleinerberg. Okay. Sonder Kleinerberg mm-hmm. picked up the, my therapy vocal. Okay. From there, it went to the Peace Division, who was writing Black Light Sleeves and all these mm-hmm. other tracks. They picked it up, and then after that, man, that thing just just changed the whole dance community because i said fuck the vip rooms fuck the champagne um when i go to a nightclub i'm all about the music and my life ain't gonna change tonight but yours is and then next thing you know it's on every mix show i mean it still is yeah it's it's amazing yeah i love therapy one of the best underground songs of all time it's a classic it's called club therapy if you haven't heard it Mm. check it out you can find it on every streaming platform just look it up under dan diamond along with titty dancer now um you said that, uh, you know, here, here's what I want to say. When people hear EDM, house techno, like house techno music was much more underground until the 2000s here in America. Absolutely, and, yeah. you know, things have changed. So kind of what he was bitching about in the song Club, Club Therapy is that it used to be about the dance floor. Nobody watched the DJs. It was about getting people dancing, having a good time, partying, you know, getting X'd out, whatever, doing shrooms, enjoying the lights, enjoying the kick in your heart and feeling that bass, right? And then eventually it became... A mainstream thing anytime it does i mean that's good for business everyone makes more money that's great but the art form changes a little bit and once it becomes the mainstream is now it's like a rock concert right it's more about the show it's not you know people are now looking there is no dance floor people are looking <laughs> at the dj expecting the dj yeah. to entertain them and yeah, there's man. lights and there's pyro and there's all these oh. video screens and all this stuff and guys can't even dj anymore because they can't really mix on the fly because they got to be synced up with all the the, the visuals so that's what he was sort of bitching about. For those of you who aren't in the club scene, I wanted to explain that to you. So you Thank you. That was good. That was good. Well, I like that. was good. Yes, sir. All right. So when you're, you know, doing mixes for people or collaborating, do you kind of, I assume people just want you to do what you do, right? I mean, uh, 
they're not like they're going to dictate to you what to say or what to do. So talk to me about how you kind of collaborate with artists on stuff. Well, they pretty much now that the the road work's been laid, you know, all these all my whole discography from John Aquaviva to um, his name. And I, I haven't got a chance to work with everybody I've ever wanted to plus more. So now when somebody wants to vocal, they hit me up and they go, hey, I want a spoken word track. And I say, send me the beat. I just, this is the first thing I say. I say, send me the bass line and the drums, nothing else. Okay. Because I don't need all the synths. You know, I don't need it. I don't, I don't need any of that. I just need the doom, 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 doom. And then I say, I'll hit you back when something happens in my life. <laughs> something, <laughs> because then something happens. Like I yep. move out to California or, um, uh, you know, I lose a job or whatever it is. And then I get, that's when it, that's when it comes out, you know, um, I put myself in hard situations, you know, um, I don't really party anymore. I don't do any of that. So now it's like, I, I, I sleep in a car and feel the pain so I can write a new song. Isn't that weird? No, no that I, weird? I, as an artist, you know, like when I hear your music, it's a vibe. That's all I can say. There's something about it your vocals. It takes you somewhere and we're going to get into your lifestyle in a minute. I told you he's a fascinating guy. The music's cool. All that's great. We have great strip club and, and celebrity stories. But what's really fascinating to me is Dan Diamond, the man. And we're going to get back into that in just a moment. Got to take a quick break here, but we will be back with Dan Diamond. Hang tight. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new Factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. 
And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Behind the Curtain, what's hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Elon Fong. We're talking to the amazing and fascinating Dan Diamond about his music, his life, his relationship to the strip clubs, and much more. A uh, quick reminder, all of What's Hot podcast can be found on all major streaming platforms, or you can go to www.whatshotitsc.com. All right. I've mentioned that Dan Diamond is an interesting cat. Now, intelligent, yes. Great stories, yes. All that. But he lives on the road. He flies by, takes wherever the wind blows, that's where he goes. He he follows his muse. He's a vagabond. He's a true troubadour in, in the classical sense in many ways, a true artist. And I, I wonder, how did that become a part of your life? When did that like click for you? When did that spark for you and, and become what you do? And like, I follow you on social medias uh, and you're fascinating to watch and the people you interact with, you're a great storyteller. I get, I worry about you sometimes. It's got to be scary sometimes. And it's got a lot of people, a lot of people worry about me. They do. They do. Well, you're a lovable guy, Dan. Thank you. (laughs) We want good things, not bad things. Thank you. And it's a rough world out there. You know this. Right. So talk to me how that kind of started, man. I jumped on a bus, man. I jumped on a bus from Detroit, Michigan Mm -hmm. with no plan. I think I had like 60 bucks in my pocket and I was 20 years old. My mom bought me the bus ticket. She dropped me off. And I took it out to Newport Beach, California. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was going to do when I got out the Greyhound. I couldn't book a room. There's no Google. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have a credit card. So my mom was like, I'm only, you know, I, I'm going to give you like a hundred bucks or something. So I spent money. It was like a four day trip and people bought me food right. on the way to California. And then I um, got there and I started selling magazines door to door. What? And that's when, How did yeah, that that's happen? when I met a guy uh, at the bus station and he said, I look pretty cool. He was like, you look like a cool dude. What are you doing here? And I was like, I, I don't know. And he was like, do you need a job? I said, absolutely. I jumped in his van. <laughs> yes, a van. And uh, I, he took me to Irvine, California and then Santa Ana. And I joined a team of uh, people that knocked on doors eight to 10 hours a day all over California, mm-hmm. um, Bel Air, Santa Monica, you name it. And I approached people in um uh, grocery park lots mm-hmm. and i'd be like um i think it was like uh excuse me excuse me i, I don't want to bother you i don't want to bother you. my name is dan diamond and i'm in this competition to sell magazines now if i can just <laughs> get a, next thing you know i'm like the lead guy on my on my squad and right. they were always they, all the, it was so cool because they were like man how are you so good at this 
And I was like, I have no idea. I, I, I'm not because I never use those sales pitch things. You know, I just talk to people. If I if I knocked on their door, I could pick up their vibe. I knew what they were doing. I get it. One of the hardest things to do is knock on someone's door. Cold, you know, cold sales is a and uh, and uh, and and that really opened up my world. Knocking on human being stores in 1994 and them giving me money, food, and whatever else I wanted. I was like, wow, I can get anything I want. And they were like, yeah, sit down, have yourself something to eat. We uh, like you, you know, and I, that's how it all started. Yeah. You're a very charismatic dude. You could talk your way out of a firing squad, but that could have ended up so bad. That was like straight out of what uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle video. Stepping off yes. the bus in, in LA and you know what? <laughs> you, you know what's funny? He jumps in a van, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not right. try this at home. Just saying. Right, right. <laughs> um, and what's funny, uh, 20, what was it? Yeah, because I'm, I'm 49. So 29 years later, mm-hmm. I go down to Key West. I get a job at the biggest art gallery in Key West called Wyland Galleries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you, you know how companies have um, uh, pieces of paper, like their protocol, their script. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't read any of it. And um, I got a job. On my first day on the floor, I sold t- $10,000 uh, original print Jim Warren. And then by the end of the week, I had $27,000 in sales for Wyland. And I, <laughs> I didn't know anything about the artist. It does not surprise me, sir. It does not surprise me at all. Uh, you are awesome man. Stuff. There's no doubt about it. There's yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it's it. So cool. So I use that. I use that door to door stuff on on, on, a, on an art gallery floor. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah but I think really cool. you you like to push the envelope. I mean, based on what I've watched, you know, you like you said, you like to experience life, the good and the bad, and it is what drives your art. Mm. Uh, but it's got to be scary at times, and and like you know, living from door to door or paycheck to paycheck or whatever money you're scrounging up, you know? Um, yeah, it, it is. It is hard. It is. And, and I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, man. Like I got my buddy Mike here. Uh, I just connected with him. We're, we're, we're best friends, man. We've been friends from Detroit and he said the same thing. He was like, dude, what are you doing in your, car? that's what everybody says. Now it's my choice. I, I didn't get evicted. Um, I didn't lose a job. I didn't uh, get into a fight. I, I lived in the same house uh, in, in Palm Coast, Florida. Um, me and my best friend, Tim, Tim, he's a yoga instructor, but he, he's my best friend. And um, I got up one day and I said, hey, Tim, I said, uh, something's got to change. And he, and he was, and, you know, I mean, sometimes in life, man, you got to figure it out, man. You don't know what you're going to do. You just got, you got to go for it. And I jumped in the car and I left with no plan. Oh, man, you got balls. In the- yeah. And I only had like 60 bucks when I left. So I was like, so this is how I look at it. I look at faith and whatever's power. I go, well, if I'm supposed to do this, you're going to lead me the way. And if I'm not, you're going to lead me on the side of the road. And hmm. I never, I really, I never got left on the side. Of the road. Huh. Wow. Never. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But let's not, let's not take into consideration. I do eat the donuts in the soup at Publix and I don't pay for it. There's a confession. <laughs> All right. There's a confession. There's a confession. All right. You heard it first. I'm behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when you follow the guy on social media, you'll see what I'm talking about. He'll talk to anybody. He gets fascinating conversations with just he was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago talking to these ladies at some lounge bar nitro and they were at some convention and it was just a funny conversation. Uh, he was in Key West, like you said, doing art about a month or two ago. Now he's in Los Angeles. And uh, you're fascinating to follow again. It, and there's, there's definitely an emotional roller coaster because you're worried about you. You're like, what's he doing? <laughs> Where's he going to yeah. end up? But I think, yeah. it, I think it, it all drives what it is. Uh, Dan, let's, you ready to have a little bit of fun? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's see here. Uh, what would be your dream artist to do an official remix for? 
oh. or collaborate with. God, okay, now I'm gonna switch it up. Um, dream artist to do an official remix for, or collab with, or write a song with, or, or collab with, or collab with, or write a song. Oh my God, you Anybody. know I was, I, I mean I was about to throw some drum and bass in there. Okay. Um, I was then I was gonna say the, the a prodigy, but then you know, goddamn prodigy was so fucking good, man. You know when they came out, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep electronic. I mean, official remix though. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. If okay. I could, if I could knock out a vocal track in a remix, it'd be for Green Velvet. Green Velvet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be for Green Velvet. Velvet. Yeah, because he did. He's in my favorite song. He's the answer machine, you know, and yep. all that stuff. And he he, he inspired me to his vocals. Okay. He's 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 killer. Yeah. So it'd be Green Velvet. Yeah. All right, Green Velvet. I like it. I like it. All right. Yeah. Next question here. What is your favorite strip club? Tampa Gold. Tampa Gold. Tampa Gold. Really? I'm going with I'm going with Tampa Gold. Yep. Okay. Why yep. Tampa Gold? I think uh is that Bill Fields territory? I know William. Yeah, Bill, it is. Down it there is. For Panda. All right. So I want to say something. Um, Bill's a good guy, man. Great guy. And and, and Bill, he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And and, and and um I I learned a lot like when I when I left Tampa uh Gold because what Bill was doing is is traditional, but it's really good. It's yeah. really good, right? And I saw these guys, whatever, and they're doing something different, which works. But uh, Bill's good. And what I liked about Tampa Gold was the family. Um, okay. We had great management. We had great bar staff. Um, we just had a collective group, you know? Yeah. And um, it was the first time that um, I felt like I had a home in a strip club. It was okay. Tampa Gold. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the best time of my life. I was driving from Palm Coast to Tampa Gold. It took me four hours to get there. And I did that uh, three or four times a week. Sometimes. Wow. That's, that's yeah, I was doing commute, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing like uh, twelve hundred miles a week to go to work. Yeah, yeah, man. Better be paying well to do all that driving. <laughs> oh, it was. And the reason why I didn't leave yeah. is because my rent was only four hundred bucks in Palm Coast, and I was living on a golf course. Tampa so was more it, expensive. <laughs> yeah, Tampa was more expensive. So I was like, I kept driving. But, it, you know, I like the road. I like the road. It didn't. I get it. But Tampa Gold, because um, everybody was cool there. I'm going to send a shout out to Sh uh, Shrek, Rob Rice, yes. Ken, Sean, uh, Wild Bill, um, uh, Priscilla, Dasha, um, Alexa, all of them. They were all good people, and it's a good club. And, uh, yeah. All right. I, I really like Tampa Gold. Yep. Tampa Bay. Gold Club, you are on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> right, man, time to have the, the big fun now. We got 10 questions, as made right. famous by Bernard Pivot and James Lipton on Inside the Actor Studio. Dan Diamond, are you ready? Yes, go on. All right, question number one. What is your favorite word? Bamboozle. Bamboozled. Let it stray. Run yep. amok. I love bamboozled. Yep. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. What, Dan Diamond, is your least favorite word? Love. Love? <laughs> hey, I'm hey. just playing. I'm talking about girls. I'm oh. just coming from girls, you know, falling in love. Um, no, it would be moist. Moist. It'd be moist. It'd be moist. Yeah. Moist. Usually, we, girls hate moist. I know a lot of women hate moist. I just, I don't like that word. It's just, it reminds me of a sponge. I just don't <laughs> like it. It's like I don't. Yeah, moist. Moist is my least right. favorite word. Don't, don't yep. hate on sponges, man. Poor sponges. Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, Dan Diamond, what turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? The road, man. Uh, okay. Leaving, leaving, or doing what I'm doing now. I um, I got inspired today. I was at the studio today, and 
um, exactly my footsteps lead to my inspiration. Oh, that's awesome. That's a quote. Do you get, do you like literally get excited when you pull out of like when you're going, all right, I'm leaving the safety and security and stability I just had for a couple months. I'm stepping out. Is there like oh my, a rush? Oh my God. Yeah. I've done it for 40 years. Wow. It, it's, it's just, you know, um, cause I know what's coming. I know what's coming next, you know, and I know that I'm supposed to do it. Sometimes I didn't do it the right way. And I, <laughs> I, I can admit that I, I, um, I, I've done things that could be considered questionable. <laughs> so, so like so, Might be, maybe right Hopefully. and um and and in during those moments uh, you know anything that i've done in the past i i do like to apologize for it because but it led to more inspiration every time i did something it led to a record and then that record okay. ended up taking me to the next level it's unfortunate that i was you know doing the things i were doing at the time to get that inspiration so now I just force the pain, you know, force the pain on, you know, sleeping in my car or doing what I got to do. What turns you off? Mm, bad electronic music. <laughs> bad, electronic, bad electronic music that it has all these sounds and, you know, like these records I hear some sometime out there and I'm just like, what is this crap? And it's <laughs> so bad electronic. Music okay. Turns all right. Me. All right. Here's a big one. This is important now. Dan Diamond, what is your favorite curse word? You know, I, I was going to say, I always say son of a bitch. And, <laughs> and, and then, and then I, but I usually use this a lot. That's fucking dope. So that's I guess fucking like, dope. that's right. fucking dope. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I like it. What sound or noise do you love? Hmm, the sound of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like paper, Bitcoin, R change. Right, yeah. Ching, ching, ching. yeah, change in my in my car. Um, <laughs> I like this. This is the sound I like. So I like, love that. I don't break noise like a Wait, reverse noise. symbol, like a yep. riser. So, okay, all right, yep, all right. that's yep, cool. Yep, that's yep, dope. Yep. What sound or noise do you hate? There it is. The and, air horn, I even hate, and I even hate it more when it's louder than the music and it's an, it, it comes in at the weirdest time over a vocal and, and the girls are dancing. They're like, what is, you know, I hate that horn. I hate that horn. I hate the horn. <laughs> I love using it ironically. <laughs> I use it to mock people. Like I know it annoys them. And I'm like, yeah. All right. Fuck you. Bah, 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 oh, it, oh, it works. It works. Oh yeah. It definitely works. I'm not, just because I hate it. That does, it, it's very, uh, it works and, and yeah. people use it all over the world. Yep. Okay. What profession other than your own, would you like to attempt? Politician. Yes. 100%. Like the mayor. Like You'd be amazing. great at being a politician because you know? you're a gift to gab, right? You know, you <laughs> like, need to do it. I could, I could be a politician. I could oh, go. God. I could do it. I'm yeah, you could do it, but you're miserable. Mm -hmm. All right, what <laughs> profession would you not like to do? Work in the factory. I don't. I never wanted to work at Great Lakes Steel, Ford, GM, Chrysler, like my friends and my, my like my. That's the piece my father did. Um, uh, he he put in 50 years at Great Lakes Steel. Wow. Uh, yeah. Respect. And, Respect. And, and and he worked at Zug Island. Uh, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, I, I, he got me a job at Great Lakes Steel. I worked, I, I lasted one day. Wow. One day. It's hard. I, I, mean, like, I grew up in Pittsburgh and steel work yeah. is no joke, man. I, that I, I showed up at 7am and, and there was this bundle of steel in front of me. They wanted me to 
uh, coil it, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I was cutting my hands up, and oh. and and my dad was like, "This is how you do it." Because he's like drinking coffee, smoking Marlboros. He's like, "This is how you wrap steel." And I was like, "I can't do this." And I just walked off of Great Lake Steel. That was a, oof, I was I was nine, 19. I was nineteen working at Great Lake Steel with you know pension, four hundred one k, all right, that right. stuff, making nineteen like twenty dollars an hour. And I, I lasted. Can. I didn't even last eight hours. Now you know Couldn't why you went to LA and got on the bus. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right. Dan, here's the big one. You ready? If heaven exists, what musician would you most like to jam with or musicians? I'll give you even more than one. You can have more than one. Deceased musicians or artists. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw some shit out there. Um, uh, man. Uh, um, I, I, I use a lot of classic rock in, in my videos, in my travel videos. Those are my favorite songs. Uh, let's, let's choose from the top. David Bowie. Okay. Uh, I'll go with David Bowie, uh, and then I'll shoot down to Lou Reed. All right. And, and then I'll go with, uh, David Bowie, Lou Reed, and then um, uh, I'll go Jim Morrison. There All right. Go. All right. Yeah. Some legendary I, I, vocalists. I, 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 a lot of them sort of spoken word guys. I, I'm seeing yes. the thread. Uh, yeah. Yep. My friend. Yep. That is very cool. Uh, real quick, any upcoming tour dates or releases you want to promote or let people know about? Well. Uh, yeah, I, I got a couple of releases coming out with uh, Ghetto Blaster. Uh, okay. My buddy Adam from uh, San Francisco, he's going to try to get Dubfire to do this remix. So that's that's looking good. Um, and then I got a track coming out with uh, Daniel Eschenberg, the DJ from Sheetahs. Yeah, Niall Degas. Yep, Niall Degas yep. is his stage yep. name. And you got something with Diplo, I think, in the works, right? Yeah, Diplo's been playing the Speech Trials vocal, and I'm trying to work the angles with my publicist and try to get that all that worked out but he's he's trying he's been playing my shit on diplo radio every night it's, it's awesome. awesome so cool man so yeah. cool without yeah. a doubt uh any uh what are your socials website people can get a hold of you or follow you they should you are a fascinating follow i gotta tell you yeah thank you um instagram uh dan d diamond uh then they got the youtube the traveler and then um my facebook page yep yeah uh dan dan diamond sorry Dan Diamond, you got, it. Yeah. you got it. Well, Dan, man, thank you for coming on the show. It's been great having you on What's Hot in the Strip Clubs Behind the Curtain. Appreciate you so much, man. Keep in touch, and uh, I want to hear these tracks as they come out. Make sure you share them with me when you get them done. Yeah, and I just want to say one thing. Um, yeah. I want to give a shout-out um, to all the strip club DJs um, that um, helped and pushed the success of not only Titty Dancer, but mm -hmm. a lot of my music. Without any of the guys, any of them, mm -hmm. um, Titty Dancer never would have been Titty Dancer. The, the support of the strip clubs and the support of the managers and staff, waitresses, DJs, all of them, um, were the true uh, blueprint to how Titty Dancer even got to where it, it was beat. Because I'm going to blow your mind away. Right. Titty Dancer was never released. It, we, I never took Titty Dancer, right, and put it out for sale. Really? You got it out. You got it on promo only. Uh -huh. It got. It went to Dave Canale at promo only. Okay. After that, it was never. It was never for sale. I didn't even. I didn't even put my music up for sale. When we made the YouTube video for Titty Dancer, okay. that's all we made it for. It wasn't online for sale. My partners were mad at me. I bet. They're like, they're like, you'd be making money, Dan. I was like, ah, forget that. I'm like, it's it's not about that. It's about the art, <laughs> you know. So that's that's me, you know. Well, let's so, try um, to make you some money. Go go stream it. Go download it. It's on yeah. Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's everywhere. Uh, and there's great, great tracks. Uh, and thank you for that track because it is an anthem in the strip clubs. And, 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 and thank, you for, thank you. 
and thank you for playing it. And yeah, thank you to um all the Panda guys. You guys really helped me out. And that and, and that means something to me. You know, um, I, I got so many good Panda guys that have been good to me. Sisterhood is yeah, a family. It, it is, man. And 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 I learned a lot from all the Panda guys about how to, you know, DJ in a strip club. I picked up little pieces from everybody, you know. So the guys are really good. And I just for that I just want to say thank you. You got it, man. They'll yep. hear it straight from your lips to their ears through awesome. uh, behind the curtain, man. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show, guys. You've been listening to Behind the Curtain, a What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Network. I'm Elon Fong, your host. That is Dan Diamond. Make sure you hey. go follow him, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hey! Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Elon Fong, presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.